Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the secrets women keep. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and I am going to take something exquisite from you today. Just kidding. I'm not going to take from you, but I will deep dive into the energetics of taking and the secrets of taking. I have to talk about this because so many women do not understand what taking is and how liberating it can be. I am on a mission to illuminate taking and to remove it from being part of the shadows of being dirty and bad. And I am here to change your mind about how powerful taking can be. We are going to unearth every nook and cranny around taking, and I guarantee by the end of this episode, you will feel very differently about taking from people and saying yes to people taking from you. Historically, women don't take. We don't take from other people. We don't take energy. We don't take resources. We have planted ourselves firmly in the giving quadrant of life. We are there to give from our hearts, our big, beautiful, bountiful hearts. We are there to quote unquote serve. We are there to quote unquote help, assist, support. Everything emanates from in to the outside world. And taking feels very at odds with all of that. We think that we should be here to look after people, to make sure everyone else is comfortable, to do for people what they can't do for for themselves. That simply isn't true. When you are balanced in your authority, when you are balanced in your turn on and you have integrated all of the exquisite possibilities in the energetics of the human experience, you know deep in your pelvis that there is space for all of it, that you don't have to choose between being a giver, being a receiver, being a taker, being an allower. You don't have to choose. You vacillate between all of those states of being because different contexts and different dynamics are conducive to those different states. Mm Mm-hmm. Before I proceed with talking about taking, 
and I'm doing an action right now where I've got my hands, my palms up and my hands clawed and I'm like grabbing something and taking it and claiming it for myself. (laughs) It's very physical. Before I go deeper into this, because there's a lot to be said, I want to give the world's biggest nod the world's biggest acknowledgement to Betty Martin, who is an absolute trailblazer when it comes to the art of taking. And what I'm about to share with you has been percolating for 10 years since I first accessed her iconic wheel of consent. She has a book called The Art of Giving and Receiving, And you need to get in on that now if you don't know who I'm talking about and if you're not familiar with the Wheel of Consent. This work has stayed with me for 10 years and that says a lot about it as a model and it has great traction out there and a lot of reverence. So Wheel of Consent by Betty Martin get in on that. This is one of the very deep concepts that I decipher and make tangible for my private clients. This stuff isn't, it's not easily digestible. You don't just spoon it in like, you know, a bowl of cereal. You need to marinate in it and you need to play with it. And most importantly, you need to practice different dynamics in your life and in your relationships in order to embody these concepts. Just talking about taking is not enough. You need to take the inspired, informed action so that you are congruent. You're not just talking the talk, but you're walking the walk or as I like to say, strutting the strut. Taking is necessary if we are to progress and evolve as women. It is a portal to power in the new firm waves of authority. The old ways of boxing women in as being there to help and serve and give and give and give and give oh, until you are dry, until you are drained, until you are nothing but a shell of yourself is so outdated. Martyr mode is done. People pleasing is done. We are not afraid anymore and we are not allowing fear to lead everything that we do. What will they think? What will the ramifications be if I don't do what what that is so old and so done and taking is refreshing when you understand how it can liberate you. Did I mention that taking feels fucking fantastic? (laughs) Did I mention that? If I haven't mentioned that yet, I have mentioned it now successfully. It feels really good, really, really really exquisite, orgasmic even. Taking is not a one-way thing. You might kind of think of it as, well, if I gain something, then someone is left without. Taking in the shadows of the will of consent, yes, that's what that means. If 
it is a one-way interaction where the other person hasn't said yes to it. Of course, that you know, creates a feeling of violation of being taken from. That is not what people want to feel. Taking when it's in the healthiest consensual expression allows for the person on the other end of the dynamic to allow that to happen. And when they allow that, they can surrender. It's so beautiful. When you are in a consensual contractual agreement with someone to take from them and they say, yes, take from me, what that will do is give me permission to surrender. You both benefit. It's so powerful. You get to play with this and you get to experiment with this in really small but tangible ways. I just kind of dip your toe in the water. My favorite example of taking and being in that dynamic where you're being taken from and you're allowing it to happen is when a cat or a baby or a toddler is touching you the way that satisfies their curiosity. So a cat will come up to your leg and it will rub up against your leg and go, that cat isn't rubbing against you for your benefit. (laughs) It's not. It's rubbing up against you for its benefit because it feels, your leg feels good to the cat. It is taking from you in that interaction. Cats are the masters and the maestros and the maestros of taking. We can learn so much from them and what they do. Children and babies also naturally do it because they obviously don't know all the ins and outs of giving and receiving and taking and allowing. So a baby or a toddler will pull or touch your hair, for example, and do it for its own gratification. It's not giving to you in that moment. It's not touching your hair for your benefit. It's touching your hair because it receives a sensation from touching your hair. It does something for the baby. And we can either sit there and surrender and just allow the baby to touch our hair and go, yes, I'm agreeable to this because actually it benefits me as well. Or if we don't consent to it, we would remove the baby or toddler's hand from our hair and redirect them to something else because we're not consenting, we're not saying yes, it doesn't feel good for us. So they're my favorite low-key examples of taking and how it can be mutually beneficial. Are you ready now to start to flex your taking muscle? Mm, We're going to get you buff. We're going to get you some nice deltoids and trapezoids and (laughs) we're going to get grabby. And we're going to it, to do it in a very ethical way that benefits the person on the other side of the interaction. Okay. That's what we want. Otherwise we are in the shadows 
and we could be potentially traumatizing, abusing, taking from someone and they feel violated. That's not what we want. And that's what people naturally think of with taking. I assure you it is much richer than that. And this is really fruitful terrain for you exercising your power in this life. Here are three ways that you can explore with taking in three facets of your life. Okay, the first one is how to play with taking in business. I encourage you, I implore you to take people's attention. Take their attention, take their money, take it. Do you know how much someone on the other side can finally surrender when you give them something that's worthy of their attention and you give them something that is worthy of their money, take it, take it from them, take their attention, take their money. They can finally surrender knowing that they are in safe hands. They can finally exhale. And that's what I love about the statement when people throw it around like, take my money. Great. Take my money says to me, take this resource from me. Now I can finally exhale. That exhale has more value for me than me holding on to the money. So take money from people. Like claim it. Take people's attention. Grab their attention by being unique, by being yourself, by being bold, by being brazen. Take their attention away from boring, monotonous forms of entertainment and stimulation. Take it and revel in it and enjoy it when you've taken it from them. When they've got whiplash from looking at something else that wasn't lighting them up, And now you're there in front of them, lighting them up. Take it and then take their money with your offer. This dynamic is here to put the whole give, serve, receive, very, very noble dynamic on its head. There's space for both. I don't want you to think that I'm poo-pooing giving and receiving. I'm not. There's space for giving and receiving and there's space for taking and allowing in business. You've got to be bold though. You've got to be brazen. You've got to step out of those mainstream ways of being here to serve and give and give and give and give away for free and warm people up for like a million hours and a million days. No. Step into the limelight, command the attention, take the attention and then take the money. You doing that is a gift to the other person on the other end because they go, oh, you've just woken me up. I was asleep and now I am fucking awake. I would rather not be holding onto resources like money and time and be activated instead. That is a gift. So go claim it. If you have a business, go claim it. If you have a position of authority in the boardroom, go claim it. The second situation 
in life where you can play with taking is in your love life. In love, I strongly suggest that you start to take people's time. What do I mean by that? This is an edgy one for women who move quickly. We know time is precious. We know it's valuable. Yes, it is. There can be a point, though, where you don't feel that you're worthy enough of people's time, and you actually are. Slow things down if you like to move fast and take more of someone's time. Slow down how you speak. Slow down your presence. Slow down your awareness. Take up space and be daring enough to take their time from them. To not just rush through what you're saying and put the attention back onto them and it's got to be a quick coffee catch up. Really luxuriate in someone giving you more time than is comfortable for you. Unapologetically, take their time and presence, knowing full well they can't get that back and that when you take their time and presence, they can actually surrender. They are allowing that to happen. You can even check in with them and say, oh, do you have 30 more minutes? Do you have 15 more minutes? Meet that edge within yourself and really go for experiencing more of someone's time and presence in love, in friendships, in connections, in networking. This is an edgy one for a lot of women. I know it especially if you're a giver. You're happy to do this for other people, but when it comes to having other people create that kind of space for you, it doesn't feel safe. There's expansion on the other side of this one, I promise. The third situation in life where you can play with taking is in the bedroom. Of course I was going to go there. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I love playing with this one. When you are with your lover, maybe even your lovers, take touch from them and touch them the way that benefits and pleases you. Most women automatically go into, how can I touch you so that you feel pleasure? Does this feel good for you? That is not what taking is. That's giving. When you step into taking, you say to your lover, can I touch you for my pleasure? Can I touch you in a way that pleases me? And you'll notice that the way that you give a foot massage, for example, is very different. The way that you do it for someone else's benefit and the way that you do it for your benefit should look different. And it should feel different in the way that you move your hands and the attention that you give. Can I touch you the way I want to touch you? Can I touch you for my pleasure? You are asking them if that is a possibility and then they are positioned to say yes, 
please, now I can surrender. Yes, I am wanting that. They might have a more scaled down version of, ooh, it's a yes, I'm willing to explore that and know that they can take their consent back at any time if it's not mutually beneficial, if they're not really surrendering to the touch and allowing the touch to happen to them, they can change their mind. This is the benefit of creating a verbal agreement. It's really short. It's really powerful. It's really punchy. doesn't require a full-bodied you know, essay. Short and sweet questions. Can I touch you for my benefit? Can I touch you for my pleasure? And you get to explore and play. And the question you're asking yourself the entire time is, does this feel good for me? Is this doing it for me? Is this turning me on? Is this heightening my sensations? Or what am I curious about doing next to this person? Play with that. It's fun. It should be fun. And it should not be I'll say it again, it should not be you giving touch to get someone off. They might incidentally get off of it. That's completely natural, but you're not doing it with the intention of this is a one-way interaction where I'm giving to them and they're receiving. It's very different. It feels different and it feels really edgy if you've not done it before. When it comes to the bedroom, scale it back keep it to a foot massage or a hand massage and play with it with a less erogenous (laughs) aspect of the body. Feet might be erogenous for a lot of people, Uh, but keep it off the genitals the first time that you're trying it. Just so you can wade into the waters rather than be in that really charged situation of sex and intimacy with genital touch and all of the arousal that can come from that. It might be too much too soon for you. The last thing I want to share with you is that it's on you to set standards around who and what scenarios feel good for you to take from and who you're consenting to take from you. It is on you. The key sign that you're being taken from without your consent is that you will feel, I've just been taken from. Something will be drained from you. You'll notice your posture change. You'll notice your vigor and excitement for life change. That is your telltale sign you've been taken from. Someone's taken your time, your attention, your energy, your money, and you've not said yes to it. And you can feel very violated from that. Recently, someone took my words and it didn't feel, it just felt, I just felt so drained when someone took my words and I didn't consent to that. That was not someone I had an agreement with to copy and paste what I write or how I speak. So I have energetic contracts with certain people in my life where they can take from me and I can take from them. It's my husband. It's my children. Allow your children to take from you and play with that dynamic and educate them about it. 
my clients can take from me because it feels really good. We have a contract in place. We have an agreement. We've had an, an exchange of money so they can take from me. And if at any point it didn't feel right for me that they take something from me, then I would create a new boundary. But because my standards are so watertight, I don't need to do that. There is total trust there in the therapeutic relationship and there's a lot of love and a lot of respect and those are my standards for my relationships with my clients. You have the power to hold these standards too when it comes to taking from people and being taken from. Explore both sides. Don't just explore taking without the surrender part. You're missing, you're only doing half of the exploration and you're going to have limited results. Experience the surrender of being taken from, oh my God, finally, someone's just taken this thing from me and now I can exhale, explore both. There's so much richness there. Now, I know that this is a very charged topic and that it can be challenging to really untangle yourself from where you stand when it comes to giving, receiving, taking, and allowing. What happens when you get clear on these dynamics and interactions is that you clarify and purify your power. You put it on steroids because you're no longer getting entangled in a web of cleaning up messes, trying to placate people where things have happened that shouldn't have even happened in the first place if you just held higher standards and better boundaries. It saves you untold amounts of stress and energy and time trying to fix problems that never should have happened in the first place. My approach is very different from the mainstream. You don't look to all the strategy. You don't look to all the systems first. You look inward first and you course correct what's going on in here and from here. And then it flows infinitely throughout your work, your mission and your vision. It starts with you. If you keep looking to something out there, to put a band-aid on what's happening in here and your discomfort with taking, with giving, with receiving, with allowing and having them out of proportion, like markedly out of proportion, out of balance, you run the risk of burnout, resentment and wiping the fog away on the mirror and not recognize who's looking back at you. I'm pretty sure you've already had those experiences already. And that says to me, your most actualized self. You're living in the realm of potential when you could be living in the realm of actual. Your potential doesn't mean anything. Your potential for more success, satisfaction, integration doesn't mean anything if you're not tasting it. Doesn't mean anything 
if you're not doing things differently from the way that you've always done them, or if you're passively waiting for some sort of magical injection of change to sweep through your relationships, professional, personal, otherwise, all of the ways that you interact with other people in this lifetime. There is so much liberation waiting for you when you get comfortable with these four quadrants, especially the taking one. That is a gold mine in and of itself. It's all about you knowing yourself through and through so that you are unshakable, so that you are unapologetic, so that you are the authority that moves through life as the lighthouse and the way shower for every other woman that looks to you. They are looking to you. And if they see that you're uncomfortable with something and something is unreconciled in you, you are effectively teaching them that they should be the same, that they should do the same as you. It's on you as a role model to course correct all this for yourself. And that's why I work solely with female founders that have a huge impact. I work with you and then the work can inadvertently spread way beyond what I could do on my own with my own resources. That is what we're here to do as women. You've done the strategy, you've done the alpha ways and sure, they've garnered some success. Now, what would it be like for you to fully step into the new femme waves of authority with precision in total luxury? The only way to find out is to apply to become one of my cherished one-to-one clients. Complete the application form via the link in my show notes and I'll promptly let you know if you meet my exceptional standards for taking and claiming the magic for yourself.